In this episode of the Team Superdad podcast, I talk relationships and the mistakes that men make with Matt Albergez. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Superdad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Superdad. Hey Team Superdad, it's Johnny here. Welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you back. If you are a first time listener, then welcome for the first time. Uh, we are Team Superdad, helping dads around the world create their best life ever, transforming their health, wealth and happiness through our Team Superdad program, through the Hero Academy and through our monthly F5 accountability group. To those who are regular listeners, well, of course, welcome back to you guys. Thanks so much for the reviews you've been listening and the increasing number of listens on on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. If you are listening and you haven't left a review, then please go on over and leave us one. Apple. Apple seems to be the only place that really does reviews well. And over on Apple Podcasts, uh, they are an important part of how podcasts rank. So do us a favour. Do us, uh, um, drop us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I just launched this week a WhatsApp group called the Pod Amp, which is a group of people, a group of podcasters, and we rate and listen and share each other's podcasts. So that's been exciting. It's also led to me listening to a lot of podcasts, <laughs> maybe not all the way through, but certainly a lot of podcasts. I hope, I hope that the Team Superdad podcast is entertaining and keeping you uh, tuned in on a regular basis. It's not perfect, right? It's not exactly how I want it. Today, you're hearing me on a new mic, so I know this sounds better. Uh, The interview with Matt was actually recorded on the old mic a couple of weeks ago, so you will notice the difference there between the two mics. But going forward, my microphone at least will sound as awesome as this all the time. And the formats for the podcast, well, you know, I want to do, I want to get a group of dads together, a group of um, uh, regular hosts uh, so that we can have a bit of a laugh and a bit of banter as well as more serious episodes with with experts and specialists you know it's a podcast is supposed to be fun well certainly I want mine to be um, there's really no reason why even a serious subject can't be uh, fun and something as fun as being a dad well that should definitely be a laugh it doesn't mean we can't cover serious topics but yeah so watch this space. And if you're a dad who's got a podcast and want to become one of those regular um, guests or co-hosts, then uh, then get in touch. It's Johnny Jensen at Team Superdad or any of my socials, Twitter at Johnny Jensen, Team Superdad group on Facebook, anywhere. Just come over to teamsuperdad.com and send me a message. So on today's podcast, we've got Matt Albergez. He's a relationship coach. Him and his wife work with couples. He also works with men one-on-one. Mainly men in, well, not mainly men in marriages, but but mainly men in relationships. That's basically how it works. And, you know, helping them grow in confidence and helping them create strong relationships with the person they love most in the world. So that was why I had him on. It was great to be connected to him through a couple of other communities we're on. And uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode of the Team Superdad podcast. Every episode's about 60 minutes long. So, Uh, That gives you some idea, maybe a commute, maybe a workout. I don't know. Wherever you are, enjoy this podcast and all future episodes. I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Team Superdad. It's another podcast episode. My name is Johnny Jensen, founder and creator of Team Superdad, the program for dads who want more from life. Uh, we are here today with a guest I met through oh, through the Modern Man group, uh, another great group on Facebook. And as soon as Matt and I got chatting, we, we hit it off. So let's bring Matt in. Good to see you, hey. Matt. Is, is it, do, we go, do you like Matt or Matthew? We never actually clarified that, did we, actually? I tend to go with Matt, yeah. Most people yeah, say Matt. Good. Honestly, to my there we go. Obviously, to, to my to my mum and dad, I'm always going to be Matthew, but pretty much everyone else calls me Matt. I know, same. When you're in trouble, it's Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, yeah. put that down. Oh, good to see yeah, you. Exactly. Good to see you, Matt. 
brilliant to have you here on the on the on the show today. Uh, you're a dad, which is not always essential. If you if um, anyone has listened to the podcast before, you know we've had some mums on, and sometimes not, not <laughs> your kids kids motorbiking around the garden. Uh, it's like the background. Can you hear something there? I was uh, like a like a uh, like a bike bike bike. Track. Uh, okay. <laughs> no no worries. Um, Matt, you are the along with your wife um, run the Man Over Matter coaching practice, and uh, you're a dad as well, which we'll, we'll definitely dig into that. But why don't you introduce uh, yourself and your current work? What you're up to? I will do. Thanks, Jeremy. Firstly, thanks for having me on here. Super excited to share a bit about what I do here. You know, being connection, as you say, was great to talk when we first got together. Um, and, you know, I work with, so the work with my, my partner is with couples and that's under the banner of Aligned With Love. Yeah. So our typical clients there are couples in crisis, going through relationship challenges for support to get themselves back on track, get clear and so on. But in the way we work, I also do a lot of work with guys. Yeah. So because yeah. of the branding around Aligned With Love, it's quite hearts and it's quite feminine focused because lots okay. of people are looking for us are women. So that's where Man Over Matter came from, because that's more like blue masculinity. And that suits me much better with the work I do with guys. So I don't need to be speaking to guys under a big heart banner. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of how that got set up. So, uh, yeah, that's that's our clients, really. So guys were going through separation, divorce, challenging relationships and uh, helping them get set, you know, whatever the outcome is for them. Um, yeah. And also with couples, there's a lot of demand for that. Yeah, Couples looking for support together for which myself working as a coach with my partner who's also a coach and hypnotherapist that's kind of what we do oh brilliant and what's her name let's give her a name shall we rebecca rebecca, rebecca. rebecca okay Perea. she'll uh, yeah. yeah awesome do you know i love that um uh well, i hadn't exactly clarified that when we we're speaking right so aligned in love is the couple's work man over matter is the work that you do one-on-one with with, with dads well with men basically um so That's important it. you know and i really love when we talked about the, the the relationship coaching that you do with couples so many couples go into relationship coaching and just the very fact that it's two people talking to one person you can you can feel like someone's taking sides i mean i think it must be very difficult for for a coach to or it's very important that a coach works hard that the, that the couple don't feel that one's taking sides but i know speaking to a lot of dads quite often maybe it's just a gender thing maybe it's a feeling like already that the world's against you but end up feeling like well well we had a woman coach and she side with sided with the with the, with the wife and then the same sometimes you hear there's a, a a bloke a man coach and he sided with the dad, the woman's moaning that the guy sided with the, with the dad so i think it sounds so powerful that you that you do that coaching together um i can imagine you do separate yeah. stuff and then bring them back together and separate stuff and bring them back together must be must be really powerful exactly right johnny we have that comment so often that people have been through a single like coach or counselor and had a feeling that it wasn't quite balanced so that's one thing that we offer also working together means we can do a lot of fun stuff like role play you know i'll just sit with my partner and we'll play out a situation right there and the clients are seeing themselves in the situation you know we're 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 playing with an idea or a concept that we're talking about and it really lands in a way that i'd struggle to do that on my own you know role playing on your own is is okay but doing it with someone else just really brings it to life yeah so, um yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. a lot of fun and uh and tell us about your you're, you're obviously well not obviously but i know you're a dad tell us a little bit about your your relationships i also know that this is not your first um you know marriage etc so so yeah tell us as, as comfortable as you feel yeah. fill us in and give us a bit of a background because then i know we're definitely for people who, who, who are who are tuning in wondering what the hell we're going to talk about we're going to do our normal just catch up like this and and talk some dad stuff and, mm. uh, and our relationship things and then um matt you're one of the speakers at the upcoming team super dad launchpad event and you're going to be speaking on the common mistakes or the five mistakes men make in relationships so we're going to dig into a little bit of that today kind of because it's good conversation and i hope this is a value to people but also as a way of of a taster for, for that event in which they can can get the full the full i don't want to use the word presentation that sounds awfully boring doesn't it but they'll get the full the the, the full session um, at, at the launchpad event Exactly. Yeah, look forward to that, Johnny. Thanks for having me on that as well. I mean, in terms of my background, I I was in a, a relationship, long-term relationship, which is extremely uncomfortable, and I stayed way, way too long. 
And part of my journey really has been working out what happened there. You know, how did I stay so uncomfortable, so unhappy for so long in that relationship? And yeah, yeah. How old, how old were you years. when you got married? Uh, I was well. I didn't get married at the beginning of the relationship. Oh, right. I got how long were you together? Yeah, yeah. We were together for sixteen years. Right. Sixteen years of which we were mar- married for five years. Right. Okay. Uh, we got were, it. Yeah. T- we were living. We were together. We were together as if we were married. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, at, at the end of that, you know, I've, I realized that something was like fundamentally not working there. And it was interesting because I did a goal setting event at the beginning of the year. And one of my goals was, do you know what? At the end of this year, I need to know where I stand on this. This just cannot keep kicking down the road. I, you know, I, I was already in my late 30s by that time, mid to late 30s. And I was just like, this just has to, something needs to happen here, you know? Yeah. And, um, and was it, was it, had it become so, toxic or was it just a bit loveless? Was it a bit funless? Was it like, it just pole, polarized in the relationship? What, what was the classic sort of, it wasn't working? I mean, the classic thing really was um, our blueprints didn't really match. Yeah. So yeah. we didn't have the same, the same vision for the relationship. That was part of it. So my partner, my ex-wife, you know, she had, you know, lots of great qualities, you know, uh, but she didn't necessarily really see a role for for me, you know. So there was a bit of a sense of, well, what are you even doing here? Why are you even still here? You know, you've done your bit. We've got the kids here. So what's this all about? You know, it just wasn't really in her blueprint to have a guy around. So it was uncomfortable. And then me, on the other hand, was up trying to make it work, trying to pacify, trying to pretend that things were okay. So, you know, she was dominant as well. So I'd taken more of the backseat. That's another classic mistake. Um, the guys fall into so I, I started going along with stuff even though I wasn't really happy and then that just gets a cycle that gets worse and worse and so I'm feeling worse and worse more demasculated not really having a say not having any power even my own power and you know the whole thing just breaks down yeah and then yeah uh it, I, yeah, I can relate, I can relate really to that about that Johnny oh go on please yeah oh yeah go on Oh, well, I can I relate to that massively. That... <laughs> we've got a, bit of a, <laughs> we've got a little bit of a delay. We've got, we've got a little bit of a delay. Sorry, that's what's happening there. Uh, I can relate to that, and I, I know a lot of dads can. And it, listen, this is Team Super Dad is not just about people that have broken up, right? This is as much part of about relationships working out. And this conversation today is perfect for that because we can spot what goes on in a relationship. Equally, there's a time comes when a relationship should be like, okay, well, we've actually, it's healthier to break up. So let's break up effectively. Let's break up before we put each other through three years of, of hell. Um, and that, that, that feeling of, is, is it a, a emancipation where you basically have your masculinity robbed, ripped out of you? Yeah, demasculation. Yeah, we get demasculation. Right. Yeah, demasculated. So basically, that's just a feeling like you've got exactly as Matt just said. You've got no place in in the in the relationship. You feel powerless, and it's 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 uncomfortable. Um, I I experience couples really struggling to talk about this because because the woman's like, "What are you talking about?" and the guy's like. I feel invisible in this. And I think that in a, in a traditional kind of more cliched way, you'd feel that, that that was some of these things would be the, what the woman would say in relationships previously. He just goes out and does things. He expects me to do all the work he does. And I don't feel appreciated. And it's in the world that's going on, let alone me too. And, and equality, which all has a time and a place important in their own right. But when that sort of seeps down into everyday relationships and suddenly men don't feel they're allowed to be men, um, then it's a new dynamic that is is breaking couples up, and it's 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 really important if people are committed to their relationship uh, that they understand this and that they actually it becomes something they can talk about. Uh, how like how's it going for you? Do you feel do you feel valued in this relationship? How's it going? Do you feel heard? How's it going for you? Do you feel loved? How's it going for you? Do you feel like a bloke? Like are you lost? They, these mm, mm. if we could have had those kind of conversations then 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 it would have been it would have been important. Uh, I think also would have realized that it that perhaps we weren't suited. Um it's not until you're married sometimes that you realize that you're not actually that suited. <laughs> so exactly when, right. um so and you had so you're so you're, so you're feeling not really included in the relationship. You've got kids. Uh, how old were the kids when you when you broke up? My kids were, what, 15, uh, 15, 11, and 
seven, something in that region. Yeah, quite a spread. Okay. And are you, were you a yes, dad coach at this time? Were you, were, you, were, you a, were, you a, were you a relationship coach or were you anything at this time? What was your job at the time? Yeah, at that time I was moving into coaching, but I hadn't focused okay. in on relationships particularly. I mean, it's a good job because I was such a disaster. Imagine what I would have been saying to people. I have no idea what I would have been <laughs> saying at that time about trying to make it work, trying to accommodate your partner. I, don't, I have no idea. It doesn't even bear yeah. thinking about. But, um, but no, I was moving into NLP. I was quite interested in, you know, helping people with like trauma, getting focused around their goals. So there was stuff I could I could share around uh, the work that I'd done. But I was exiting from a sort of career, which I'd done for a while, which was good, but didn't really fulfill me that much. You know, Johnny, I, I, I had, I, I came to the end of a role and it ended a bit unhappily really. Uh, but then I had the chance to reevaluate and decided that I wasn't that happy doing that line of work anyway, in a more corporate environment. Yeah. So it was a good, it was a good moment for me to be reevaluating that stuff and finding something more rewarding, which, uh, which I did. Awesome. So, and how's it been? Obviously, um, breakups are tricky, right? Especially when there's kids that are teenagers. It's, 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 it's even sometimes easier when the kids are younger because they love their parents and it's a, it's a change in routine, but they're not necessarily feel like they're aggrieved or, or take umbrage with one, one parent or another. How, how, what, you know, share as much as you feel comfortable with but you know for any other dad that's going through this and has got teenagers i've got a couple of close friends in my life who've got teenage kids and, and they're just going through it through a breakup what's um how did you manage the teenagers well it's a great point johnny and it was quite different with the different kids yeah so the yeah. younger ones as you say was fairly okay you know they had their moments but generally they just wanted to spend time with me and hang out with me and do the stuff that we always did just in a different place and it took a little bit of time to get used to it but yeah. they were quite on board with it you know they just accepted it that, that, that was the two younger ones but the older one yeah. as you say he was more into that teenage zone of really wanting to be more like a grown-up yeah and in his case the, the part of being a grown-up was really about taking sides and feeling that he had his own strength had his own point of view really about things you know he had a view on who was right and who was wrong and who we wanted to be engaging with and who we didn't want to be engaging with and you know in that equation I came off badly you know I, I came off um not really well I don't really have much connection with him uh to be honest Johnny which is you know sad sad situation but I've got to own that really and I can see that particularly when he was younger was probably the time where things were the most toxic between me and his mum yeah. so He'd grown up in this with this conflict around him. And, you know, you're bound to be affected by that. Anyone would have been affected by that. But a young child is obviously particularly sensitive. So, you know, I've got to really hold my hand up and own my part of creating that situation. Um, but particularly, you know, this nice guy thing that I had going where I tended to go along with stuff that his mum was saying, even when it was a bit abusive, like emotionally abusive, um, I would just sort of put up with it and just ignore it really. And I can see how that didn't serve anyone, you know, and definitely didn't serve him because he picked up on that dynamic. Yeah, and he took on some of that toxic behavior, unfortunately. So some of the things that his mum would say to me, he would also say, you know, and I didn't deal with it really from his mum and I didn't really deal with it from him. Yeah, so I can see there's a lack of that masculine quality, really, leadership, holding, grounded. I was yeah. just really, trying trying to keep the peace you know johnny and that didn't didn't work yeah, and the end of the relationship was the ultimate point of failure for that uh, that attempt wow yeah okay so taking this as an opportunity to to, to help people out here if a dad i feel like i'm changing the subject but it, but it just seems like an opportune moment to if if a dad feels that way in his, his relationship he can feel that he's not really as you just said then taking a leadership role is not really feeling heard what could some of the tactics or the what, what would he do to first recognize that and like as, as a check like it's like oh yes this is actually happening um and then how's he going to take that to his to his partner and, and, and talk about it it's a great point johnny and the, the so the sign that this is happening it so you find this in all kinds of abusive situations the same way women are being abused by their partner like from the outside, it might be blatantly obvious that it's an abusive situation, but when you're in it, it's not necessarily obvious at all. 
In fact, you know, there's a lot of studies around this. The abused person feels quite attached to their abuser. You probably come across this stuff. So it's not necessarily easy to spot. But the things that I say to people to look out for is that discomfort, that feeling of something not being quite right. Yeah, just trying to tune into your feelings. Yeah, take a moment out of the, the stress. If you can go for a walk, go for a weekend away, something, and just really tune into yourself and look for that feeling of discomfort and happiness. Yeah, and if you've got that feeling, then it's probably trying to tell you something. Yeah, and at that point, I would say the best thing you can do is get a point of view of somebody that you trust, you know, a good friend, a therapist, coach, whoever it is, and just talk the situation over and through that you normally come to a point of clarity right because because you're in it it feels and looks quite normal but it's uncomfortable because you're like it i don't think this should be this way but i'm not quite sure if i'm it could just be the stresses of life you're just like the kids we're busy we're working we're worried about money okay things are things are going to be stressy but actually taking that out and laying it out in front of someone else and saying does this, does this feel wrong because this is happening or does this feel wrong because something else is happening or, you know, like, so I actually start to question, is there a problem here in my relationship or is it just the stresses of life? So I ask yourself that confronting question. Exactly. I, th- I think another good starting point, Johnny, as well, because the abused person will normally be told that it's all their fault. Yeah. So they'll probably be carrying quite a lot of feeling that, yeah, it's not working, but it's really about me. And I would encourage anyone listening that has been given that kind of a narrative to stop right there and realize that a relationship is a dynamic between two people. So if something's not working, there's inevitably something playing out between you. It's not just going to be down to one person or the other. So any feeling of imbalance like that, where whether it's been something we've generated ourselves or been given to us by somebody, that's a red flag, right? Because, you know, I don't care what, my bad behavior has been going on there's always a dynamic at play um so i mean with my my ex-wife you know i definitely had my my part in this whole thing about not stepping up not being present had obviously created some of the stuff that was going on it wasn't just about my partner's bad behavior or whatever word you want to use for it it was me as well i, I was there as well creating so um yeah, yeah, and that's that's, and that's, that's the relationship that. unraveling, isn't it? That's the ball of string unraveling. Do you think it helps couples to have a like a you use the word blueprint? There, actually, a really good word. If is it good for a couple to have a blueprint of their relationship and says, "This is what we're committed to. This is what we're um, this is what we're a stand for each other. This is what we will accept, and this is what we won't accept." Not as hard and fast rules, but. And like, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but it is a blueprint for this is what I'm, this is what I, this is our vision. This is what I want from our relationship. This is how I want to feel in our relationship. So at any time, if the two of you can create that together, that probably suggests that your relationship is quite solid anyway, and then come back to it on a monthly or bi-monthly basis and just say, how's this going for you? Do you, are we, are we on, are we on track here? Do you feel heard are you if you got a part-time job did you are you playing football at the weekend with your mates have you taken the kid so there's like a this is what i want our relationship to be like this is what i want to feel inside of it and then when it's not that way you get to question it i completely agree johnny that's a great great starting point for, for guys and and anyone really and what i say to men is you really need that even before you go into the relationship to yeah. say you know what what needs to happen for the relationship to work for you? You know, what's your partner going to be like? How is it going to be together? Yeah, because only really once you've done that, can you invite your partner to join you? Yeah, otherwise the danger is that it's a bit like inviting someone to dance and then stepping up on the dance floor and then realising you, you haven't got any dance moves and just stand there. <laughs> yeah, or worse, <laughs> they're doing hip-hop and you're doing Balearic or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's not going to look great, right? Um, but yeah, so uh, it's, it, it's a really great point. This thing about having the vision together is uh, really, really important. And um, it obviously it can change as well over time. So it's a good point you make about keeping it up to date. And actually, one of the most common challenges, Johnny, is where people's blueprint either was never quite aligned or maybe it was aligned, but now it's not aligned anymore. Yeah, so yeah. they got together. Uh, let's say, you know, a couple, they get together and they're, they're, it's all about having fun, you know, going out, meeting their friends, drinks, holidays. And then you move into a new phase and 
one of the partners shifts and they really want to settle down and be more family oriented and the other one hasn't really moved on or they're, they're still stuck well they still have the same paradigm yeah so what you have is then a divergence of of values really yeah and that can happen quite easily you know unconsciously mainly you just get to a point where well, we're a bit stuck here it's not working i don't feel like we want the same thing uh but yeah so this exercise you say having a vision blueprint whatever word you want to use for that is really really powerful yeah yeah and then what happens Oh, this is we're getting into some quite heavy stuff here i hope everyone that's listening is is, is cool with this and i know that actually this is quite challenging subjects i like to try and keep the team superdad podcast as as, as upbeat and as, as as fun as i can from from time to time so we might have to throw in some curveball questions um we'll have, a, we'll have an ad break or something but you know if a couple are, are reaching this because here's here's what i can see in this right to come to that point where you consciously become aware that this isn't working is actually really positive because you can either start to make adjustments to fix it or you can start to make adjustments to break up but far better that you do that rather than like fall apart on the inside and outside over two or three years i mean i I think that i think that with that that my now ex-wife and i we could have probably broken up um, and saved ourselves quite a lot of heartache, um, even though I'm still pretty certain that we actually really loved each other. It just wasn't wasn't working. And other couples could – what's the name? The famous couple who they – conscious conscious uncoupling, they called it, didn't they? It was, um, oh, yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow, wasn't it? Gwyneth Paltrow. It sounds a bit guffy when you hear it on TV, but actually if you're in the situation, you're having a conversation like this, you go, oh, we could consciously break up here. We could do this – we could – realize it's not working and sensibly sensibly break up before anyone really gets too hurt um you're in the business of of helping relationships come together so let's go for the positive first of all where does where does a couple start when they actually realize things aren't working and they want to start making it work putting it back together well first thing they need to realize is that the the symptoms that they're having which is probably conflict arguments um, disagreements, a feeling of being unloved. You know, these are what I call symptoms, really. They're like the effect of something. They're not the cause. Yeah. And same with an affair, by the way. You know, you, we were talking, chatting earlier, Johnny, you know, so yeah. someone comes along and they say, oh, well, the problem in our relationship is that so-and-so just had an affair. Um, well, not really, because that's like the effect of something that's already not working. So that's the first thing to say is to like split split the the symptom from the actual cause. Yeah. And people, people get in trouble in this leads into arguments. I know, but it's really important. Like if the guy's a bit of a player, then he probably had an affair just because that's what he does. But for many men or women, I suppose, have an affair. That affair would have been to, to ease the pain they're experiencing elsewhere. It wouldn't have been an intentional screw you. It would have been a, a, almost like a cry for help or a fix to, to emotional pain in, in, in the left hand to go and get some emotional comfort in the <laughs> to get some emotional comfort in the right hand. You get the figure of speech, mm. there. but a, a relationship over here versus a broken marriage over there. That's, that's awkward, but funny. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, 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 yeah. that's important to distinguish. Um, so yeah, so this we're getting to the court. So they're, they're identifying that there's pain going on. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And that's a big step forward, as you say, to, to realize that. And um, yeah, so th- th- that's the first thing really to acknowledge that the the symptom, there's something under the bonnet. It's a bit like, um, you know, you're driving along in the car and the warning light starts flashing. You know, one way of fixing it is to put a little bit of tape over the warning light, right? You don't see the warning light anymore, but you haven't really dealt with anything. You just don't yeah. see the warning light anymore. So, so that's how a lot of people tend to come at things. They say, oh, we're having a lot of arguments. Can you sort of mediate in the arguments? But that's virtually never really a long-term <laughs> Even if you fix that particular thing, that you're just going to argue about something else the next time because the dynamic isn't right on some level. So yeah. that's what we yeah. need to drill into to really, to really get to a solution. And, you know, what does that, if someone's, if a couple's having that conversation, you know, I, I think clearly going and finding a good relationship coach, couples relationship coaches is the best thing you can do um you don't have to start that level but i know myself that after the 
casual sort of church support that we got and advice from from some friends um we needed professional help and really good professional help i think you know a, a scenario like 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 what you offer with with your uh, partner uh, could have been really helpful but what are some of the practical things if a couple are trying to sit down and, and make some improvements themselves what are some of the things that they could do what are two or three things that they could actually do so we've we've, we've reviewed the blueprint that's an important way as well what perhaps if they're mm-hmm. feeling like we're not having any fun we argue all the time and obviously sex is another classic one but what are some of the what are some yeah. practical things a couple could do themselves to start to fix things yeah, sure. I mean, one thing uh, that's really important is that when we start feeling bad, when any resentment comes in, that's really a symptom that some partner or other isn't meeting their needs on some level. Yeah, so we need to think more about what do we need to really be showing up feeling good. And often, not always, but often it can be about putting ourselves first a little bit and, you know, doing what we need to do. And one great thing that a lot of guys forget to do is that when we're adolescents, you know, we don't hang out hanging around with our friends, you know, we go out and do stuff together with our with our peer group. Yeah. And then we get domesticated and we tend to lose a bit of that, con- that contact with, with people. Um, so what I really encourage guys to do and women as well, respectively, is to is to develop and cultivate great, great uh, same sex peer groups. Yeah. So guys hanging out with guys, women hanging out with women. And then, yeah. as you know, Johnny, I've just come back from an event which is designed really to help people meet this need. Uh, because um, it's a thing called MenFest, where um, it's a men's festival, men talking about men's issues. And what yeah, happens yeah. then is that you really reconnect with a part of yourself that you can get a bit detached from, you know, just in the domestic situation. And exactly the same with, with women, you know, women getting together and hanging out with their female friends. Really, really great starting point to reconnecting with that side of ourselves. Yeah, and that's like different buckets of our life. If the only bucket that you're counting on in your life is your relationship bucket, as soon as that starts to drain, then the rest of your life is going to look really, really tricky. But to understand your own hobbies, your own fitness, your own social life, your own interests, things that you do with one kid, all the kids as a family, you know, these, these are different ways that we can make sure that we're whole and complete without that totally depending on our on our partner it's a great point johnny that's right looking at things in the round looking at what we've got going for us how we can uh yeah strengthen in every area not not just be overly reliant on the relationship i think that's a great point yeah so what i'm taking from this actually because the question was what can a couple do to sit down and start to make some improvements and and actually it seems that some of that conversation is going to be about what do I need to take responsibility for to feel happier in my life? Where am I feeling unsatisfied, not just in the relationship, but in, in these kind of areas? And for the other person to really hear that. So if they say, I'm just a bit bored, I don't feel like I have any fun. OK, great. So we're going to make sure that you go out and hang out with your mates more and go and do do some more of this. That. Okay, so what happens if the bloke is constantly in the pub? This is a bit old-fashioned, but what happens if the bloke's constantly in the pub and the wife's fed up with him constantly going to the pub? That I mean, that's a, is, that's a real practical thing about why relationships are, are struggling. But he's so so he's got to listen to what's upsetting her, and again, take responsibility and make some adjustments. So so rather than it being he's at fault, actually, it could be considered that he's not spending enough time with the kids. He could be not spending enough time with her these are things where if you're looking at the different buckets and different scores, his pub and mates bucket is overflowing to the detriment of some other buckets. So okay, so that's yeah. where some adjustment can, can come in. And that, that that's easy when you look at it that way, it becomes less about blame and more about, can we bring some balance across these different areas? Exactly, John. I think balance is a great word that you just named there because, you know, which is, which is right to look after yourself or to look after other people. Well, they're both right, but it's it's only right if it's in balance. Yes. Yeah. For the person in that situation that you describe, where they're always down the pub, all looking after themselves, they're never home to help the partner or help the kids. Then, you know, it's like the stuff they're doing is good. You know, they're not not doing anything wrong. But the issue is more about balance, as you say. Um, yeah. And you know, and by talking also, about balance, you can avoid arguments. Then as well, you can 
if, if the conversation is about balance, that's not about you did this and I did that or blah, blah, blame, 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 blame. It's about, right, let's have a look and have we got balance in this, in, in our life. Exactly, exactly. And what often happens, Johnny, as well, is that in that situation, so the partner who is very good at looking after himself, let's say it's a guy, just for example, it may be the woman, but let's say yeah. it's the guy. Um, so he's a bit in, he's a bit out of balance that way, so a bit too focused on himself. Then odds on his partner is a bit balanced the other way, uh, sort of out of balance the other way. So she's more focused on looking after other people and she's neglecting herself a bit. Yeah. So in that scenario, we, you could say that, well, maybe you've got something to learn from each other a little bit. Maybe, you know, you need to look after yourself a little bit more and you need to think a bit more about other people. And somewhere in the middle, there's a, a happy, happy balance. Yeah, so that's what came to mind on that one. Okay, right. So, well, here's a good one. What about date nights? Because so date it's nights. a classic kind yeah. of, it gets, it gets rolled out as old date nights, stick it in. When I when when I got to, got to the point in my things going going wrong, where date nights just used to piss me off because I was like, "How can you be shitty to me for f- six days a week and then nice to me on one night?" Like, <laughs> I'm all in for date night, but I'd quite like actually just an eve. Like, I'd quite like to get on for the rest of the week as well. <laughs> are they are they a good starting point to fix things, or can they be another flipping pinch point? I would say for most people, it's a really good starting point. At least to okay, ask yourself, good. you know, are we making are, are we making quality time for ourselves there? You know, because if we're not, then the danger is we're just like co-parents, just dealing with the chores and the kids and doesn't really feel like a relationship. So, yeah, having that quality time together is good. But I definitely get your point that it's only going to feel good if the dynamic is right. I spoke to a couple last night and the guy was saying, well, I have proposed like to go out for a meal. But to be honest, when I did it, it just the idea of it just pissed me off. I you just said really um because you know it's just the dynamic isn't right so yeah sitting opposite your partner with a look on her face like she just swallowed a wasp while you're kind of going through the motions of date night that probably isn't gonna feel that great um yeah but in principle for most people yeah spending a bit of quality time together is is really good i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do a podcast either i'm probably might make it an expert hangout or i'm gonna do do something about um uh successful date night um because clearly it's a, it's a great idea. You know, it's a great thing to do to on that regular basis, go back out and just be one-on-one and have some good times together. I don't know, find a new hobby, watch a movie. Well, movies are good, but you end up just sitting there in peace. If you're going to go to a movie, go out afterwards and at least have the chance to chat about the movie. Don't just go to the movie and then go home. <laughs> <laughs> you've got to spend some quality time point, together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna have a, I'm going to do that. I'm going to make a note of it. Some date date night tips, date night tips. So, okay, right. So let's go to the other end of the spectrum. You've, you've, you've looked at your blueprint. You've, you've sat down. You've checked on where the balance is across life. You've talked about some things that you'd like more or less of. And you realize that you're still miles and miles apart. How do couples sensibly start a conversation about breaking up? Uh, yeah, when they, well, so that's uh, the thing about values. It's true, Johnny, it's really hard to really overcome that one because I had um, a couple I was working with recently. The the lady was a committed vegan, yeah, and right. quite militant as well, actually. And But her partner, you can probably guess where this is going, he wanted meat with every meal. I don't just mean once a day, <laughs> I mean morning, noon and night. And so that's a really tough, a tough journey, you know, because she's going to be waking up every day smelling the wafting scent of beautiful roast beef, you know, running through a yeah. house or whatever it might be. And, you know, eventually, you know, what I say is, you know, you, you could stay with anyone, but ultimately would you want to stay with them? You know, is the thing that you're giving up, does it compensate it for by the good things in the relationship? Yeah. So when you've got really different values, then it's a tough, a tough journey. Yeah. And, and the other thing that makes it difficult, Johnny, is that, you know, we need to really, you know, part of loving our partner is accepting them how they are. Yeah. So it's so difficult when we have fundamentally different values to not creep into a bit of a zone of, well, I'd love it if you only had meat once a day or maybe three times a week, or maybe not at all. You know, it's like your expectations just exude from you in, in a way. And then, you know, how good does that feel when our partner has a feeling that they want to change us or make us a different way. So that's that's not a great place to be. So yeah, it can be quite often where values are really different like that. 
it, it, you can't find a compromise. There's no compromise there. You know, for both people to be honest about who they are, there's not really any way to reconcile that. But what you can have is coping strategies. Um, but yeah, that, that's a call ultimate people need to need to make. Yeah, and there's the traditional interpretation of marriage and for till death to his part. The stigma that comes with that is kind of gone. The, the the damage that comes with it now is when the breakup is very bad and costly and emotionally draining and mental health problems. That's when that's the real damage in a, in a relationship breakup to consider that as human beings, we do change and we do evolve, particularly with the amount of information in the world around us. Now, mm. my wife became a pretty staunch born again Christian and you know that's just going to put that out there as an, as an example basically um and just just so that everyone knows that i can relate to this conversation and there is a time in that where people have to say this has been really good up until now we got you know we, we made it work it, it was good and as a life chapter the chapters change and this is how we're going to consciously or sensibly turn the page and create a new chapter because mm. that vegan and that meat eater, you know, that, that's, that's, that's made up or, or, or real. It's just a really clear example of two people that are now on completely different pages and they either completely accept that and, and love each other and they're fine. Or they say, okay, this is, this is, this is the time to basically break up mm. without stigma. That's right. Um, yeah. It's, do you just, yeah, people just need to right. pause for a second and, and imagine the difference between breaking up before the pain, breaking up before the children got upset and hurt, breaking up before all that drama. And they probably, if, if we could all go back to that, there was a moment where we kind of realized the moment we first had that thought, you know, you said, you said yourself earlier about checking in and if it doesn't feel right, then maybe, you know, maybe it's not. So you have the conversation, you explore whether it's right or not, and then be like, okay, this is sad, but we're going to, we're going to sensibly break up. Um, wowzers. So what yeah. about the people uh, you work with in, because I work with dads as well in this situation where they're coming out of that relationship and they do feel really broken. Um, I know even in asking these questions, some of what we've already said is going to be the case, but they've got to rebuild themselves after this relationship, after the hopes and expectations of happily ever after. Um, where, where does a man, where does a dad need to start in terms of rebuilding himself after a relationship that's, that's failed? Well, it's always good to review, obviously what happened. You know, what I find a lot of the time, Johnny is people don't do this work that you're describing and they find themselves recreating something that looks very similar to the situation they've just exited from. So just going to say that it's really, really important when you're at this key pivotal moment, you know, because the decisions we make have a big impact on our journey, right? Let's say, you know, you come out of one relationship and you've got an opportunity to go into another relationship. This is like pivotal life changing moment right there that can set the course for things to come. So really, really important to get clear on, you know, what happened, maybe the habits that really held you back in the past. And what you need to think about doing differently in future. Yeah, what's going to really feel good in future in, in a relationship. But I would say um, a really great place to start before you really think about relationship is think about where you're going. Yeah, and don't necessarily assume that a certain type of relationship or a certain situation is going to be what you want. Because, you know, you need to think about where you are with your, your career, your, um, your projects, what you're into and how that's going to unfold. Because... You know, if you're, I don't know, let's say um, your business is going to be taking you more and more internationally, you're going to be traveling a lot, doing lots of things, then, you know, maybe it's not a great moment to get together with someone who's very settled, you know, with their kids at school. And, you know, just for example, you know, that, that might not yeah. be a great fit for where you are right now, even if you really love the person. So I'd really encourage people to step back and really take that, take in the scene, you know, take in the point where they are think about the chapter as you say that's closing the lessons learned from that what went well what didn't and to, to really step back into that you know what we call the the king archetype you know the visionary you know think what what is my life all about what do i want my kingdom to be yeah and yeah and paint that, that picture that, that gets weakened. 
start to paint sure. the picture. You know, a relationship breakup, as significant as it is, is should leave quite a wide open space for something, some something new. So, what kind of house you want? What kind of relationship you want? What sort of fun you want to have with your kids? Where? You want to see your friends, how, like all the different things, if, if you, hobbies, interests, like where they, where they all fit in, it is an opportunity, particularly if you've come out of that relationship where you were feeling, um, like you'd had your balls chopped off, like you're feeling like just there's no man left inside you. Like, what's it going to take to, to, to put that, to put that back in place? Because it's, it's, mm. I find it crazy sometimes that people have been so un, satisfied in a relationship and they moan about all the things that they would like. And then no sooner has one relationship finished, they go and put themselves in another one. <laughs> exactly. We, we just run a, a pattern, don't we? We get stuck on a, like a broken record, really you just get stuck on repeat. And then, yeah. Do you think, the thing I was going to say, Johnny on, on that, I think it's really, really powerful. If people can do it, obviously people have got constraints with kids and work and other things. But um, one guy I was working with recently, he's, he's separated from his wife and they're going through the divorce thing. But for now he's still stuck at home with the wife, you know, and that sometimes it can't be avoided, right? We just got to deal with our commitments. But I would say if we can take the opportunity to get ourselves out of that environment, at least for a while, yeah. to step back from it is really, really healthy because, you know, the danger otherwise has been pulled back into a, a failing dynamic that we've maybe been sustaining for a while is really high. So yeah, so definitely get out. I, get I, out I would, I would, I would have loved to have done that. I'd have been like, if it wasn't for the kids, I'd have, I'd have gone and run a bar in Goa for, <laughs> I don't know how long, a month, six months, five years, um, something like that. But I, I can see even in what you're saying is that you, someone's got to take the time to, to take stock and get excited about what they're going to create. Blimey. If, I think it's some people would say it's extreme to completely chuck everything out. But if the, if you, if your job was an impact on your relationship and you don't actually like your job, then consider new relationship, your, your relationship's over. Perhaps you're going to change your career. Perhaps you're going to change a, change a lot of things. Um, but, but, but to get excited about it, it can, can be such a negative time, can be such a, a painful, upsetting time. And people, people need to be with that and accept it. Like breakups are painful. Breakups are hard. Breakups are sad, but the, the same amount, same situation proportion an equal amount of time to plan for the future and get excited about what's going to come down the line because it's all made up anyway. Right. It's just a game. It's like, have fun, make up one version. If you didn't, and, like, and then the next day, make up a different version, make up a traveling the world version and a, and a staying here version. And even if it can't happen, it's, it's okay to play with different ideas because you might decide, actually, I want to live by the sea, which is just an hour, an hour exactly. away. It didn't mean it had to be the sea in India. Yeah. That's a great point, Johnny. I love that. Yeah. And then um, I was just going to say one thing that often crops up about people's worry about this situation is um, I'm not going to be able to see the kids as much as I could see them before. Yeah. And there yeah. are obviously real constraints about that. But the thing to remember is that, you know, quality is sometimes more important than quantity, you know, and if you've been in a difficult relationship, that that time with the kids will have inevitably been affected by the dynamic going on with your, your partner. So just, you know, and if you haven't experienced it, you might not quick, easily see it. You might just think, well, no, no, but time with the kids is in this relationship and that's all you see you know, together. But I love what you said about really getting excited about a different vision for how things are in the future. Yeah. And that, you know, even if the quantity of time isn't there, so, so what? You can compensate in other ways. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, a, that's a, yeah, no, that is a topical subject, you know, with, with dad's fighting for 50 50 and you know i'd spent four years fighting to have my kids an equal share of time and you know that point did get leveled at me i know it gets leveled at other dads about it's not about 50 50 it's about the quality of the time that you have them and it's so i think everyone needs to to, to decide for themselves what that what that looks like um, but yes i also know other dads who when they have their kids now, they still try and carry on like kind of like they did before they broke up. So I'm not wishing to judge any dad, but it, the, the, if you do become a single parent and actually that's not true, actually 
whatever kind of parent situation you're in, relationship situation you're in, when you're with the kids, be with the kids. Like if it's if it's Saturday, then plan the whole Saturday out with them. You know, like go swimming, go bike riding, go go to the cinema, like watch a movie at tea time. Let them know what's the, what that day entails because I think that really is about making making that quality time. Um, equally, I know that what was important to me was waking up and doing them breakfast, or even doing homework with them. I wanted I wanted that to be a. I remember when Daddy helped me with it, with my with my homework and what what that was like. So, I think. In answer to your point there, a, a dad needs to look at what his schedule looks like. He needs to talk to his boss or if he is the boss, as a lot of people on the Team Super Dad community are run their own businesses. He needs to talk to his team and look at what finishing at three o'clock twice a week means to to them and find a way to make it all work. And again, if, 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 if at all possible where the relationship has ended happily or you can create positive communication between the two of you for it to be a conversation like that where the commitment is 50 50 but the practical stuff it's my little my little girl waving at me where the practical stuff might not be 50 50 every week but it ends up over the course of the year like okay what what we're committed to is an equal and positive relationship even if equal doesn't always look equal that's a great point johnny i love that yeah makes sense bit of bit of my soapbox rant there but there's so many dads in bits over not seeing their their kids um, uh, and and desperately fighting to. So just finally, what um, what uh, what are, what are you up to now? What's uh, what's the rest of the summer look like? What have you got planned with your kids? And 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 so are you married to the, to Rebecca? No, no, we're we're together. Okay, we're just together, we're right? So, uh, that's fine. It's fine. I, yeah. I'm not sure whether I will get married again either, but. Um, what does the rest of the summer look like? Have you had your holidays ruined by by quarantine rules or what have you got planned? Yeah, we've been a bit limited by quarantine. We've got a trip away that we're going over to um, Stroud in Gloucestershire. We've got a little oh, nice. cottage there for a week. Um, that's going to be, be a lot of fun. Hopefully the weather will be, uh, be be good at that point. We had um, My main holiday was actually in July when the boys were here. So I had them in July and now I'm kind of back at work in, in August. So um, we had a trip up to York. Uh, York and Yorkshire's combined sort of family trip with a visit up there um which is really fantastic back in back in july and um yes yeah, so i'm going to be mainly working i've got a few more um yeah uh, this trip in september planned but apart from mainly going to be back, back at work cracking on yeah 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 and what are you what are you and your boys like doing most what's uh what's 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 their thing what do you get up to together oh they love being outside i mean they love being on their bikes, you know, being on the bikes is, yeah. is always an easy, easy win for them. If the weather's good, we, we had a day sailing at the end when the time they were, they were here. That was a lot of fun as well here, basically in Cardiff. So sailing's not a good option. And, uh, we bonded a lot doing that, had a lot of fun laughing at each other, falling in and, uh, doing stuff. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. They, you know, they're, um, they resist a bit of being outside, you know, we're taking for a walk in the mountains and things. They might resist a little bit, but when we get there, we always have a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really that's the important people need to realize that is our kids objections won't always be what <laughs> they feel like when they actually get out there doing it. Um, yeah, I know, I know for me and my guys, we've always got out and about and done exercise and been very, active so it's not that hard to, to talk mm. them into it but yeah yeah, yeah getting, I, I how they feel when it. you first tell them isn't what they'll feel once you get once you get them there that's exactly right you get a bit of an objection but the other thing i was going to say is I, I feel i've got a lot better now understanding their needs you know what they want what makes it feel good for them so like my middle son for example is very task focused he likes doing achieving so if you say to him look we're just going to go for a walk he's like the hell i mean what why yeah you know, but if you have an objective it's like if it's like oh, we're going to go and find this thing we've got to go and discover this um i heard there's this amazing thing that we've got to go and find it but you're gonna to have to help us right because it might be a bit hard to find he's like right yeah let's go i'm in yeah. brilliant and my my younger one my younger one is more like people connected so again if you're going for a walk that may be not that much fun but if you're going for a walk and meeting a load of people he's like yeah who's going to be there tell me who am i going to be able to connect with so oh, that's brilliant. Like understanding that's a little bit. Needs in yeah, that yeah. Um, that's a bit like the five love languages, basically, isn't it? That that 
ties in. Is there a, have you ever heard of a, I'm sure you've heard of five love languages book, but is there, is yeah. there one about like family? Is that, I think there are some follow on five love language books, aren't they? Like what your family needs. I haven't, I haven't come across anything, Johnny, relating to the love languages, but the course that I did a while ago was a thing called Effective Parenting. And they use a okay. similar model to the kind of, the kind of Tony Robbins uh, world. It's, it's, it's very, very similar to the sort of human needs and uh, archetypes. There's a lot of stuff you recognize in there, but it's called Effective Parenting. The only thing, I'm not sure if it's available in English. Um, I, we got the, the Spanish version. They're based in Mexico, people that do this. Oh, okay. But, um, I, I think there are, I can send you through the link to that. There may be a yeah. Please, I'll put it in the show notes. I've just done a search. Yeah. I've just done a search here. There's, I mean, you, know, it's, you search for effective parenting courses, a million and one things come up. But um, yeah, I think. But the point I'm making is that in a relationship, the five love languages is a book that comes up in nearly all our podcast conversations because to understand what your partner wants and needs in terms of feeling centered and connected and loved is vital and to understand our kids like that is so powerful because otherwise we label them as oh he just doesn't like exercising i can't get him out of the house he's a nightmare as opposed to he just likes adventures like it's a completely different context it's completely different it's a completely different feeling as well because it it turns from being a battle you're trying to convince someone trying to get them to do it but they just don't want to do it and to actually do it to actually framing it in a way that they're thinking right let's go I'm, i'm i'm in you know, that's a completely different experience, right? If you can get to that point. Yeah. Especially with teenagers. I know different dads I talk to, different friends. I'm heading into that zone right now. Um, they're like, she just spends a whole day in her bedroom. I can't, I, I, I don't know what to do about it. Maybe the questions being asked are the wrong, are the wrong ones. And I know and most, most conscient, most loving dads will have tried every bloody thing on earth to get them out of their bedroom. So I know it's not that easy, but Blimey, it's, it's, that's powerful. That's it. That's insightful. I got. I, haven't, I don't know where to take it, but I'm going to dig into that and, and, and work on it. Brilliant, Matt. Well, listen, um, we've got the launch pad coming up on September 19th. Uh, that's going to be brilliant. We've we've covered a lot of uh, in a roundabout way today the the, the mistakes men men make in relationships. Um, but it, on the uh, on the 19th, you're going to go through that in a kind of a bit more of a his here's the big ones and here's the, here's the, the, the different ways of being or, or, or the solutions to that. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. I've got five areas. We've touched on some of them today, Johnny, as well. I, I believe we have touched deeper, on most of them. Yeah. More. yeah. We're going to be giving some more examples. Um, I don't know if there's an interactive element, Johnny, is there going to be a chance for people to ask questions during that as well? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's online. So it's going to be on zoom. So there's going to be total options for chatting, for raising their hand and asking a question whilst the, uh, whilst the se- session is going on. I've just actually seen there's three comments here. Um, uh, <laughs> we've got a little bit of spam on, uh, on, on uh, what's, what's it called on periscope which we won't put those up but the guy is commenting on the yeah. fact that neither of us have hair so that's quite funny <laughs> <laughs> i'll no, tell you right good. he says he says yeah. girls hate bald guys <laughs> <laughs> i like here it we go. i Let's like it classic oh no he swears in his name so we'll ditch that back in there but girls hate bald guys the yeah. perfect opportunity <laughs> for us to wrap this up um Man over matter, uh, Matt, and uh, love aligned. You know, I think aligned with love. Yeah. Sorry, aligned with love. I think both of those things that we've discussed today uh, give people an opportunity to see a different outcome to the struggle that they're going right now. So, you know, where can people get in touch with you? How can they work with you? Well, online, manovermatter.net, aligned with love.net. That's a good place to start. We've got profiles on facebook as well put content up there and uh yeah message message over i'd love to hear from anyone wanting to explore any of the things we've been talking about epic really really great thank you again matt uh this will go up on uh all the channels we'll be up live as a podcast episode later so if you're watching it live and want that as a podcast then go over to any of the podcast channels if you're listening to the podcast then thank you very much uh it's been great to have matt on here And um, I'll see you after the end theme. Catch you in a minute. Cheers. Cheers. 
Wow, that was awesome. Thank you, Matt. Just talking about those different buckets in life, talking about the mistakes we make in relationships, how we can be stronger and more confident as men in our relationships. Really great to have Matt on. And just to make that connection, really, I I think that Matt will be involved with some of the Team Superdad coaching going forward. That's in the Hero Academy and some Q&As inside of the F5. So if you're a dad, if you're listening to this podcast and you want um, more support, well, obviously go and you can work one-on-one with Matt, as he said in the podcast, or come on over to teamsuperdad.com and get yourself involved with any of our courses, the Hero Academy, the F5, uh, or working one-on-one with me. Next week, I don't know who we've got on next week, to be honest. I've got a whole bunch of episodes to edit and get out live. Now that we've got the new mic, that's going to be even more awesome. And I want to do some more face-to-face interviews, but that's been a little bit affected by lockdown. And and who knows? Most importantly, it's about getting guests on that you want to hear. So if you've got particular guests, interviews, people for co-hosts, I want to interview some DJs. I want to get some famous people on, people who are dads and have had like challenging careers, whether that's being in the public eye, whether that's been working all night DJing, whether it's been doing something extreme like... I don't know, working on an oil rig. Do you know, like, that's a dangerous job. I don't know if you've ever heard much about working on an oil rig. Um, <laughs> I've got to find someone who's got an interesting story. But you get the idea. You know, dads who've managed to maintain their relationships, their work, um, and 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 having fun still, of course, with, with their friends and with their family. That's what it's all about on Team Super Dad, uh, transforming our health, wealth, and happiness. I'll see you on the next episode of the podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave us a review. I'll see you next week. Take care. Team Super Dad out. Bye. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com.